So what happens when you combine my insane curiosity with some of the world's most interesting people? You end up with incredible conversations full of stories, insights, and the defining moment that made them who they are today. This is The David Spizak Show. In today's episode, I want to break the myth about trading time for money. You've probably heard that expression at some point in your life, that if you're working for somebody else, then in all likelihood, somehow, some way, you're trading time for money. Here's how it works. You show up, you put in your eight hours, or six hours, 10 hours, whatever it might be, check that box, and in return, they give you a paycheck, maybe weekly, bi-weekly, whatever it might be. <clears throat> Typically then, you take that money that you earned, that you worked so hard for, and our tendency is to then trade that money for something that has, ironically, less value. And that is kind of crazy when you think about it, isn't it? So for example, let's say that I'm going to get paid 20 bucks an hour for 40 hours of work. That's $800. And after two weeks, I'm going to get a check for $1,600 minus deductions. And maybe I take home 900 bucks or $1,000. I then go and I trade it in for food that I'm going to consume, power that I need to use, and maybe movie tickets. Maybe I buy a new phone, maybe I buy a new outfit, whatever it might be. But whatever it is that I purchase is either going to be consumed and gone with no ongoing value, or it's going to be something that I acquired that is not really going to be an asset. It's more of a consumable of a different nature, and it's going to be worth a lot less. So if you think about the math behind that, it's easy to understand why most people who are working for somebody else, as Robert Kiyosaka brilliantly said, that it's hard, if not impossible, to become wealthy as an employee. That's just a reality. But I'm actually here to break that myth somewhat, that if you're in an existing position, in a job, in your current opportunity, that you're simply trading time for money. And that's all there is. Because in my own personal experience, and I thought about this a lot, you know, I started out, somebody asked me recently, you know, what did you learn along the way that allowed you to get to the position that you're in now? How are you able to leverage what you did in the past into creating a future that was significantly better than the past. And that got me thinking. You know, it is true that there are many, many people that go out and get one job after another, after another, after another. It's exhausting even thinking about it, isn't it? If you get one job after another and all you're doing is trading time for money, then you're completely reliant 
on somebody else just to stay even, just to break even, maybe just to have a little gain. Maybe you go from 12 to 15 bucks an hour, from 15 to 18, 18 to 20, whatever it might be. Maybe you got hired at 50 grand and you're hoping this year you're going to get to 57.5. Maybe you're going to go to 60, 75. But it just always seems like you're running uphill, doesn't it? It seems like the more you make, the more you spend. And there's that old saying, it has nothing to do with what you make. It has everything to do with what you keep. Well, that sounds good on paper, but until you're able to pay the baseline cost of your existence, whether you're an individual or whether you're part of a family, whether you have kids or not, whether they're in college or not, whether there's you know, cost for tutors or daycare or anything else, I mean, man, it's just not as easy as people might think or as people may say. But I've got some great news for you. You see, while there are many people out there that will get one job after another, after another, after another, and seemingly without any increase, really, in pay or a mild increase, the reality is you don't have to trade time for money and have it just be about that. No. Let me explain. You see, when I was about 15 years old, I got my first job. And this is going to date me, but that's okay. If you've seen me ever, my white hair does a nice job of dating me, so I'm not worried about it. But when I was 15 years old, I was so excited. I got my first job. And you know what I did? I pumped gas. Um, let me see. It was on 4th Street in San Mateo. And I pumped gas uh, at that time and was making about $2.75 an hour. And while that sounds pretty abysmal, and trust me, it was even back then, for a kid that was making no money, it felt like all the money. But I learned something in that job pretty quickly. I actually learned I didn't want to do that job very long because it didn't take me long to figure out that if I worked 24 hours a day at $2.75 an hour, I wasn't going to go anywhere fast. I certainly wasn't going to be able to go out and buy a car or even the gas in that car for the amount of money I was making. So lesson number one, it taught me that First of all, even though I wasn't making very much at that time, that work ethic counted for something. Reliability counted for something. Um, somebody being able to trust me with their cash drawer, because we only had cash back then, that counted for something. My name counted for something. And so those were all good lessons, and I figured that I could take those lessons and that I could parlay those lessons, what I learned, um, and frankly, what I liked and what I didn't like into something better. And you know what? I did. I made a cool $1 more. I became a busboy for a little Italian restaurant, seafood restaurant where I lived. And so now I'm making about $3.80. And I learned something in that job. I learned that while making a dollar more, if you think about that, it was about a third more money. doesn't sound terrible, 
but a third more than nothing is still nothing. So I figured out pretty quickly lesson number two, and that was, you know, small increases, they disappear pretty quickly. They're never enough to allow you to really step up to another level. You've got to make a more significant leap. And so I started looking around, and I didn't have to look far because I noticed that the servers in that restaurant, you learn very quickly. They're not making any more than you are. They're making the same minimum wage, but they did much better. They worked similar hours, but they made a lot more money. Why? Because on top of their hourly wage, they got tips. And the better job they did, the more money they made. And so I thought, that's, that's the job for me. And my third job was I actually was able to become a waiter in that very same restaurant. And I learned another lesson. All servers work the same number of hours per week, but they don't all make the same amount of money. Isn't that interesting? So, of course, you may not have the exact same number of tables each week, and you may not have the same average ticket price per table as far as the check size, but more or less, we work the same hours, similar shifts, similar number of tables, and yet a huge bandwidth between what the highest person made and the least successful person made. So you know what I learned there? It had everything to do with what I brought to the table. You know, if I could do a great job connecting with a customer, if I could do a great job of leveraging my personality, my sense of humor, my ability to find something in common, man, I made more money. Same amount of time, more money. So that taught me my next lesson was, okay, I don't think I ever want to work for an hourly wage again. So I started thinking about, well, how could I take this latest lesson and what seemed like just trading time for money, but what if it was time for money plus a valuable life lesson? What if it was trading time for money plus a skill that I could develop, a skill that I could hone, a skill that I could leverage, a skill that I could monetize in a way I couldn't monetize in the previous job. So I thought about it. And you know what I came up with? Sales. So my next job, by then, you know, I was towards the end of my high school career, if you could call it that. I was 16 years old as a junior, uh, or going into my senior year, actually, 16 years old. Turned 17 uh, two months later in November. And I already had enough credits to graduate. So I was able to actually work two jobs. So I learned another lesson. You're either making money or you're spending money. So I decided that I was going to get a job during the daytime and another job in the evening. So my evening job was working for a store called Macy's. Most of you probably heard about it or know of it rather. And that job was a pretty simple job. You know, hang out on the floor, help people out, ring up whatever they needed to buy at the register. That was that. But you know what the job I did before then during the day? before my nighttime job at Macy's, I actually sold. I sold the most incredibly boring 
like no excitement product you could ever imagine. It was a spiral plastic binding that could be used that you'd punch holes in paper and put this plastic binding around it. And my job was to get somebody excited about this thing, excited enough that they were going to buy all their plastic bindings from me and ultimately a big machine to punch those holes in it so they could make their plastic binding books. So, you know, it turned out that everybody that worked with me up in San Francisco was on 9th and Howard Street. And, you know, everybody was about twice my age or older. And I learned another important lesson. It was a different type of sales. You know, when I was on the floor in a restaurant, I was selling my personality. I was selling the experience. And I got tipped accordingly. Now I'm selling an actual product. And the cool thing is that when I was able to sell things to somebody else, I would make a commission. So the commission, ultimately, it was my own performance that dictated how much I made. So at that time is when I figured out, I don't ever want to go back to doing anything but selling ever again. Why? Well, because I got to dictate, I got to decide, I got to determine how much my income was going to be. There was no ceiling, so to speak. And so if the more I sold, the more I made. However, I learned something else as well. I learned that while you are young at times or while you are new in a job at times, people may discount you. They may underestimate you. They may disregard you. But at the end of the day, if you were able to keep your own head straight, if you were able to focus on the job at hand, if you were able and willing to out-hustle them, out-grind them, and out-work them, you're probably going to also outsell them. And you know what? I did. So it taught me another lesson. And that is, you know, I needed to take myself seriously, my performance seriously, if I was going to expect anybody else to do the same. I learned another lesson in addition to that. While people may have discounted me because of my youth or underestimated me because of my youth, as soon as I started performing, as soon as I started outselling them, all of a sudden, my youth never came up again. All of a sudden, I forced them to change the narrative, and it became all about my performance. And you see, each job where it sounded like, seemed like, had the appearances of just simply trading time for money, what I learned is if I traded time for money and also took something from that previous experience, that work experience, if I took it, leveraged it, and figured out how to monetize it, and it turns out then I was able to get an additional ROI for every one of those hours that I expended in every one of those jobs. And so no matter what you're doing in life right now, no matter what your current job is, and here, by the way, is a spoiler alert. You may be an entrepreneur and you may, sit there, you may be sitting there right now listening to this and saying, hey, David, uh, this is interesting. Uh, it's entertaining, perhaps. But I'm an entrepreneur, man. I'm not trading time for money. Aren't you? 
Hmm, are you a coach? If you are, I believe you're trading time for money. If you're a psychologist, you're trading time for money. Counselor, time for money. If you're you're doing any kind of a seminar, you're trading time for money. And you've got to figure out a way to leverage every single learning you possibly can so that you could ultimately rise up, that you could ultimately scale your knowledge because you can't scale you. But if you could scale your knowledge in such a way that it makes you more effective, more efficient, uh, more persistent, uh, more successful, higher performing, you could actually work the same number of hours and make 2x, 3x, 5x, 10x or more than somebody who does the exact same job or has the exact same type of company as you do. And so this is why this is important, is I want you to take inventory right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. Why not take inventory of every job, every project, every opportunity that you've had, whether you were an independently uh, owned company or whether you work for somebody else. And I want you to take a minute to take inventory and think about the lessons that you learned, what you were able to take from each and every one of those positions. And I want you to ask yourself, have I monetized all of those? Have I leveraged all of those in the most effective way possible? Because I'm going to submit to you, I'm going to assert that you could be making way more money than you're doing right now, than you're earning right now. Whether you're a salesperson, whether you're in marketing, whether you're a key member of a team in a big corporation, or whether you're an independently owned business. You see, we all have a journey that we've been on from the moment we got our first job, whether it was a lemonade stand, whether you were you had a paper route way back in the day, you know, or whether you were selling magazines or Girl Scout cookies, every single one of those particular positions or opportunities brought with it the potential of taking something away from that beyond just the money that you earned by trading your time for a check. So take a moment. Take inventory and write down every line, every position, every project, every opportunity you've had. And I want you to just write it down and say, okay, when I look at this list, am I leveraging that list of attributes, of lessons, of skills? Am I I leveraging that every day? Am I leveraging it in the most effective way possible? Am I using it in such a way that I have got and created this tremendous return on my investment of time? You see, the reality is that there are people out there that have started out with very humble beginnings and now they may be on the Forbes 400 list. 
the list of the 400 richest people in this country. Maybe they're not even on that list. Maybe they've just been able to accumulate multiple homes, multiple apartment buildings. Maybe they own multiple businesses. And the crazy thing is, they came up with seemingly the same basic time for money, opportunities and jobs that a thousand or thousands of other people had. So you've got to ask yourself, what was the what was the X factor there? What was it? If they started out the same way as you, and they took a similar path as you, and they had similar positions as you, then doesn't it stand a reason that there should be absolutely nothing stopping you from achieving your best life, your most remarkable year, the greatest income that you've ever achieved, success at every level. And the X factor, it turns out, is you. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope you'll take the time to take inventory of your work experience from the time that you started out to where you are right now. And I hope that by doing so, you put yourself on a supercharged path to your best life ever. You've been listening to The David Spizak Show. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button and leave a rating wherever you're listening right now. I look forward to having you back in the room where it happens.